Welcome to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to them now. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Hey, welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Tara Osborne. Tara is a certified athletic administrator and she's the director of athletics at Prattville Christian Academy in Prattville, Alabama. Tara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, we only have the best, so we definitely <laughs> had to get you on. Well, as you know, even though it's summer, the life of an athletic director is very busy, so we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners hear a little bit about our guests, so go ahead and tell us um, your story, uh, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and, and maybe how your background and love of sports led to a career as a teacher and coach. Okay, great. Um, so I'm originally from a small town in Georgia, um, Trenton, Georgia. It's in the far northwest corner of uh, Georgia as you can go. We're right on the Alabama and Tennessee border. Um, and so grew up there my entire life, was born there. Um, and so I started uh, uh, playing sports, of course, at about in third grade. Um, basketball was my love. Um, and so um, in our small town, we had one elementary school, one middle school, and one high school. <laughs> so um, there wasn't choosing anywhere to go uh, to school, but, but there. But um, so I played basketball. I also ran cross country and track and field. I uh, tried softball for one year, but that, that was not for me. <laughs> um, and so uh, basketball was just my love, but I did the others because I loved running. Um, and so, of course, I graduated from there. Um, I went on a full basketball scholarship to a junior college in Chattanooga, Tennessee, called uh, Chattanooga State. And then from there, um, I went for my last two years to Columbus State University uh, in Columbus, Georgia, where I was uh, blessed to be on a, another uh, full ride scholarship. And um, so I stayed in Columbus and uh, in 2000, I moved to Alabama where my sister and, and her family lived and, or to Montgomery. And this is where I have stayed. I met my husband and I guess um, Alabama's my home now. <laughs> Well, obviously, um, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say <laughs> sports was a huge part of your background growing up. Um, when you made that move to Alabama, you know, tell us about, uh, you know, some of those early teaching and coaching jobs. Um, I really missed 
of, of course, basketball um, and just being in the sports world. Um, but my degree was early childhood education. And um, honestly, when I moved over, I went to work at a Faulkner University in the adult enrollment program. So it was, it was still education, um, but I always still miss the sports. Um, and so it took me several years before I ever got back into the sports world. I was a third grade teacher uh, in, in, I believe it was 2002. That was my first teaching job and actually being, you know, at an elementary school, uh, but there was no coaching positions open. And so I taught third grade, um, was there for a year and went to work for a children's ministry <laughs> at our church. And it was there uh, about after I'd been there a year that I got a phone call from a small private school in Montgomery of someone who had heard that um, I was a college athlete and they were looking for a girls basketball and volleyball coach. And so that's how I got back into or got into coaching. And um, other than I would coach, you know, at church leagues and things like that. But um, that was my first job back in, in into the sports world. And I haven't left it since then. Well, tell us how you made that jump from uh, coach to athletic director. Uh, so the athletic director at the school um, where I, I first went to, um, honestly, I, I can't say athletic director was ever on my, my radar um, until college. Um, I'm sad to say I, I don't even know who my athletic director was in high school. Um, and, you know, it was a, we had a very successful program and all of that, but I, on it, and, and that's sad, uh, but that is something that I'll share later on that I've learned um, and has helped me become a better athletic director, I feel. But um, I knew who our athletic director was in college. And so I was, I always loved it. And I was intrigued with watching what, what he did and, and all of that. But I didn't feel like I ever would have the opportunity. And I did not want to go back to school at the time. Um, so anyhow, the athletic director at the school that hired me, I had been there about three weeks. and he called me in one day and said, I see something in you that um, I want to talk to you about. And so he started talking to me about it and he took me under his wing. And um, about six months later, I was actually becoming the athletic director for that school. So it, it, it uh, happened really fast, um, but it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. That uh, it takes us into our next talking point. In our world, we always talk about the importance of leadership and mentorship. So uh, who have been some of the mentors that you have had uh, as a student athlete and as a teacher and coach that you can still hear their voice and their encouragement in the things that you say and do each day? Um, of course, you know, Everybody says their parents, but my parents, I had amazing parents. And, you know, they always, from the time you know, I was little, um, told us to work hard and work hard for what we want. Nothing comes easy. And to do what's right and uh, believe in ourselves. But when I think about the word mentor, I can't help but think about my high school coach, uh, Gene Durden. Um, he came to Dade County um, my freshman year. And we didn't even know what it meant to win um, in middle school. I mean, we were having a great time out there playing, but we didn't know what it meant to win. 
and he just came in and he, um, he took a bunch of girls <laughs> who didn't, again, didn't know how to compete, didn't know what it, what it felt like to win. And he had to make a way of making us believe in ourselves and what we could do and what the ability that each and every one of us had. And we bought in immediately. Um, and, and then he just took our program just to new heights and was known. Uh, nobody knew who Northwest Georgia High School was when it came to basketball. And um, let's just say by the end of that first year, they knew, you know, who we were. And so he, of course, is the first person that comes to mind. Um, and we still have a very close relationship, which is special and, and has helped me again with the relationships with, with kids that I come across daily. Um, and then the second guy is um, the athletic director at the first school that gave me the opportunity. And um, his name was LeBaron Cooper. And of course, my youngest is named after him. And um, it's just, you know, he saw something in me that I had no idea um, that I had. And, um, and he took me and, and boy, we jumped right into it. And so those two, those two guys would definitely be, uh, when you say the word mentor, they're who comes to mind. And I can still hear um, my high school coach daily. If I am if I have a least bit of a lazy bone in my body, I can hear him yelling. <laughs> That's great. Um, now, you've been at Prattville Christian Academy for a while. Um, mm -hmm. What are some things that, in looking back at your time there, um, that when you first came in, you know, you said, uh, you know, hey, I think we can do a better job in, in this area. Maybe it was, you know, people or kids or buildings. Uh, and, and what is something, uh, again, that uh, maybe it's something new that you brought, but what's something that you're particularly proud of that you've seen uh, blossom under your leadership? Um, I think um, I, I'm very positive. Um, I think there's always um, something that you can be positive about in every situation. And so I've really tried to bring that to our students at Prattville Christian. And when I was at Evangel, um, I don't coach anymore. Um, I, I'm starting my 11th year at Prattville Christian. The first uh, couple years I was assistant athletic director. Um, and this is the beginning of my sixth of being the athletic director. Um, but just always trying to, to show these kids that there is always something positive in every situation. And it's just like what we're going through now. Um, try to always look for the positive and um, they know I'm not going to ask something of them that I wouldn't do myself as well. And so I just always try to be that, um, that positive side for them and um, encourage, you know, have an open door um, policy where I can talk to them and hopefully um, let them see, you know, maybe a different side sometimes to, to what they could be going through or, or um, facing at that time. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, we have a lot of uh, younger athletic directors that are listening to our podcast, and uh, I think it's important to share with them the journey that uh, we take. You know, the first time I met you, um, you know, was at, uh, you know, sectional meetings and then national meetings. Uh, and, and I think for a, a young AD that when that's, not that I was young at the time, but when they see <laughs> 
people that, you know, again, have been around like us for a while and we're on committees and things like that. Uh, they don't realize that that just doesn't happen. So take our listeners through your journey with your state association and how that led to positions of opportunity and leadership with uh, our national organization. Um, absolutely. It was um, how I got involved with our national organization was, um, was a crazy thing, but um, everybody that knows me knows I'm big on, on my faith. And I, I know it was a God thing. He, he brought me there at the right time, but um, I honestly did not know about the national organization uh, when I came to Proudville Christian Academy and the athletic director that was there at the time um, who, when they hired me, of course, brought me on as assistant AD as well. But he asked me how I ever heard about the national conference. And I was like, no, never, never knew. And so he goes, well, you're going to this year. And he said, and there's some courses that you're going to take when we go in December. And I'm like, okay, sure. And boy, it didn't take me long. Um, sitting 30 minutes in the first class at the national conference, um, I was bought in completely. Um, and so, um, you know, I would tell everybody, get involved. Um, the NIAAA is an amazing organization and they have so much to offer and they get us. <laughs> it's people who are us and who have been in our, our shoes. But as far as um, how I got involved with the organization, uh, it was in November of 2016. Um, I got a call one day um, from um, Mr. Blackburn asking, uh, there was an opening. It was Alabama's um, when you're on the board of directors, you serve for three years and it rotates the states in your section. So it was Alabama's time to have someone. Well, we had voted in a gentleman um, and I guess he let the association know in, in November he had been offered a pretty sweet opportunity with a, a professional football league to go in and work with concussion protocols and stuff. And so that left an opening. Um, well, there was only myself and one other gentleman in Alabama who had the qualifications that it takes to um, get on the board of directors. And so I talked, just happened, the other guy was in Montgomery, of all things, and we talked and, and he said, you need this. And so um, in December of, tw of 2016 at the national conference, um, I rolled onto the board uh, for the first time. And uh, I will never forget, it was a little overwhelming um, that, that year sitting in those meetings, but it was amazing. And so our organ I learned so much over the three years um, that I was on the board. And of course I just rolled off uh, in December. And uh, so I miss it, <laughs> but I would tell everybody get involved, take those courses because they make such a difference. And the conference, it's not one of those that you go to and, and don't want to go to sessions. We have so many sessions um, that cover everything and you want to be in them and you're going to take something away from every one of them. No, absolutely. I agree. The, the, the networking alone is, yes. uh, is worth uh, the membership. The courses uh, speak for themselves. Yes. Let's go and um, shift gears a little bit. Uh, COVID certainly had an impact uh, in our world of athletics. Um, not just in our state, but nationwide. Um, and we've seen a tremendous variety of responses from state to state and even within states. So uh, my next question, uh, 
what were some of the things that you did at your school this past spring to keep your kids, your coaches, your community connected? And understanding that it's very individual state to state, what are, what's going on right now in Alabama with regards to reopening? So um, right now, um, we, we are opening, we're, we're going. Um, and of course, each school district, uh, you know, they can do their own, own thing. But um, for us, we are a private school, but we do play in the, the public school league, which is the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Um, and there's a good number of private schools that do that. So be it a private school, we, um, we have a little bit different. Um, we don't have to necessarily go by some of the rules that the public schools do. Um, so currently right now we're opening August the 11th will be our first day. Um, we are in person, but we, for us, we just offered uh, virtual as well. That's what most of the schools are doing here in Alabama, public and private. Um, but when, when we were let out, I guess you could call it in March, um, I had to think of ways of how to keep that connection between my coaches, um, and then the coaches to their players, um, because it was just, it ended, it was just so fast. And, um, so what I did is, uh, we did every two weeks, a zoom call with our coaches and I just tried to stay up to date on what Alabama high school was releasing at the time and making sure that they knew, okay, this is where we're at right now. This is what we can do. This is what we cannot do. Um, and of course, you know, the campuses were closed at that time. So, um, you know, it caused us to really think outside the box, um, which is uncomfortable. Um, but now, you know, there were so many blessings that came from it too. Um, it made us find other ways to communicate. And so that's how we did is I just stayed in touch with them every two weeks by Zoom. Um, and then the coaches had meetings with their players and their teams on Zoom, um, tried every two weeks, but they had to at least um, every, you know, once a month at the minimum. And just, you know, constantly reaching out to them, calling, checking on them, um, making sure, you know, how they were doing. Uh, because I felt like it was so important that the coaches know that I cared about them and that I, they were on my mind. And I was constantly thinking, you know, what could we do? Um, because we couldn't see face to face. Um, but then them carry that over into their athletes as well. Um, because we did not want the athletes feeling like I'm just out here and nobody cares. And we've got all this crazy stuff happening. What's um What's been the response from your, your kids, your coaches, and, and the parents too with, uh, um, you know, the summer and, and uh, coming into the school year? Is there uh, anticipation? Is there apprehension? Um, the kids are excited. They're ready. When they came back on campus June the 8th, we were able to open back up for summer conditioning. Uh, no competitions, um, but they could lift weights and then they could do um, skill uh, position, you know, work. The kids were excited. I've never seen them work as hard <laughs> as they have worked this summer. Um, and so I think it puts some things in perspective about, um, you know, when the coaches tell them, hey, get a, give it everything you've got every day because you never know when it can be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. And um, the, I preach that to the kids all the time. 
Um, but I think this helped them see. And so they've been excited. Our parents are very excited, but there is some apprehension there too. And, and as a mom, I get it. Um, you know, and as someone who's, uh, I am, you know, my immune system is compromised, um, just with my health issues. So I get it, but I think everybody's at the point where let's just bite the bullet and let's do it and let's see. And so we are cleaning, we're doing everything to try to give the families comfort of we're doing everything we possibly can on our part. And you just, you know, you just let things happen. But I, I believe it's important for them to be back in, in the classrooms and sports. No doubt. I believe the, these kids need the sports, um, especially with all the mental illness that's going on in our world today. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Let's, uh, let's stay serious for a minute. Um, this past spring, there was certainly a, uh, an increase in awareness of social issues, you know, with the events in, uh, you know, Minneapolis and, and other parts of the country. Uh, from your perspective, uh, what are some things that we can do as athletic administrators to do a better job in this area of uh, social awareness? Um, well, I think, you know, everybody always says you learn so many lessons from sports. Um, and it's one reason I hate that it, it's not getting to be played right now because I think, you know, our kids show what it can be like to love on everybody and everybody is included. And there's not one person that's greater than the other. And, um, and so we all have something to bring to the table. And so, um, you know, just trying to, you know, get the word out there of, of how important each and every one of us are. And, uh, we all have gifts and we're all here for a reason. And, um, so that's just kind of where, what we have focused on. Uh, it breaks my heart, everything that has happened. I don't understand a lot of it, but then I do understand other sides of, of, of the hurt. And something does have to be done. And I think um, kids getting out there and, and, and playing sports and watch them, you know, they're, they're playing hard against each other. But at the end of the, the, the game, it doesn't matter what um, race we are, what um, gender we are, we can, they love on each other and encourage each other. And, and that's what the world needs. The world needs sports, I believe, um, to show what it's meant to be um, in this world of including everyone and people being treated right, no matter what. Great stuff. Um, I think I know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, what are some of your favorite parts about being the athletic director at Prattville Christian? Uh, what gets you excited about going to work each day? Um, our kids, our kids. Um, just getting to reach out, um, not being in the classroom and not coaching um, was sad when they took me out of the classroom. Um, but just, I make, I make myself out there. I make sure if they're changing classes, I'm out there through the gym where our school is. You almost have to cross through the gym to get to either side of the building. Um, but the kids and, and being able to love on them um, and, I love serving my coaches. I absolutely love it. Um, and I tell them all the time that 
that is my job is to serve them and make their job easier. And I love it. I love to be a service. Well, Tara, it's been uh, great visiting with you, uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. You know, you're certainly a veteran AD, and now uh, I'm tasking you with sending out uh, a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What's going to go in Tara Osborne's new athletic director toolbox? Um, hmm, three. Wow. Um, I think you've, you've got to be open and honest from the very get-go. Um, immediately get to know your staff. Um, being a new AD, there's lots of question, lots of, you know, the uncertainty around. So get to know your staff. Immediately start sitting down with each and every one of them. Get to know their story. If you get to know their story, you're going to know how you can best reach out to, to him or her. Um, but be open and honest and don't ask of them of anything, something of them that you would not do yourself. Uh, the second one is to get involved with the national, uh, with the NIAAA. Uh, attend the national conference. You will not regret it. Uh, it's worth every cent um, that you spend. And then get involved with your state association if possible. Um, and then third, um, take care of yourself. Um, as athletic directors, you know, we're, the hours is, is unreal that we do. Um, and then we're, when we're at home, we are still working. But to please take care of yourself and your family. Don't put your family on that back burner. And that took me a while to learn. Um, and, but it's important to still take care of your family and take care of yourself. Great, great advice. Hey, Tara, thank you uh, so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we hope you come back next time for the next edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-A-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.